0: everyone it is sabra from hoofles and footfalls and i wanted to go live today to talk to you guys about an equine training checklist and i know that checklists and documents and paperwork and all that is usually not our favorite piece of being in the equine assisted activities and therapies industry however documentation is a very important piece of what we do so i recently put out a blog post That showed an example equine training checklist and uh, gave you guys some ideas of how you can use it in your program. And I just wanted to quickly um, recap that in a live video to explain the equine training checklist, how you can use it, why you should use it, and either give you guys some encouragement to keep using the documentation you're using or actually start using the documentation that you have created, or give you guys some ideas of how you can put into play an equine training checklist. So I will link the blog in the comments here, um, whether you're watching live on Facebook or YouTube or um, listening on the podcast, but I will put the link to the blog, which has a free downloadable document for you guys. um, And I'll put that in the comments so that you can have access to that. But equine training checklists, they are super important. And if you're joining in live, Um, I'd love to hear if you currently have an equine training checklist in play or maybe you have one but you don't use it regularly or you've been thinking of putting one into play. So I would love to hear from you guys on where you're at kind of in that process of an equine training checklist for your program. Um, So training checklists, not a fun thing to do, but something we need to do. So the training checklists are really important because a way for us to document what we have done with the horses that are used in our program, or work alongside us in our program. Um, It's really important to put that documentation down on paper so that we have record of what the horse has been exposed to, the strengths and the weaknesses of the horse in general or equine, um, and, and that written documentation really helps to create a streamlined and uniform process for training the horses and also tracking that information and data so that you can share it with your staff and your volunteers and make sure that there's no holes in that process and also when you get to having a larger herd of horses um, you know i currently have four at home but if you have a larger herd of 5 10 15 20 having a standard process that is listed on some type of document can really help incorporate and enable other people in that process of bringing horses through that training checklist whether they're new horses coming in on property or program horses that you might already have in the program and you just need to do an update so documentation is super important so that you can track what is happening with your horses. You can have more than one person involved and you know what's going on. Uh, It's a really great way to help make sure that you don't miss some important piece of checking off um, equipment or something that you're going to be doing with that horse on a regular basis in lessons, um, and just overall best practice in general. So with a horse training checklist, kind of four different ways that you can use it. Um, First, way is to evaluate horses that are on trial. So, horses that are coming in as potential candidates to work in your program. You can use the training checklist to do check in evaluations for current horses working in your programs. So, making sure that your current herd members are um, where you think they are in relation to. Um, skills that they know how to do and work alongside with the student, or um, you know, toys and props, how they react to those. So doing check-in evaluations of your cor- current horses is really important as well. The third way that a horse training checklist can benefit you is doing assessments from horses coming back from a break, whether it's a break from uh, seasonal, you know, whether it's summer, winter, anything like that. Um, right now, horses come back from the COVID break. If you guys have not been able to maintain your horses, this would be a great time to do an assessment of your horses coming back before you start up programs again. And an equine training checklist is also a great way to adjust training and schooling programs on a horse-by-horse basis, depending on what that horse needs. And this information is covered in greater detail in the blog that I wrote, but I'm gonna just quickly kinda go over each of those four points and how an equine training checklist might benefit you and why you might want to implement one or if you already have one made, actually start using it on a regular basis. And just as a reminder, if you are certified through Path International, there are actually standards that we should be following as certified professionals. And if you're a member or an accredited center, These are standards that you should be implementing on a regular basis as a center. So one of the standards that applies to documentation that this equine training checklist would fulfill would be EQM2, does the center have written procedures for the evaluation and suitability of new equines prior to participating in center activities, and for permanent removal of equines no longer suited for participation in activities or therapies. So an equine training checklist would help to fulfill that standard and provide the documentation for new horses coming in and horses that might need to be removed from a program temporarily or permanently. You have that written documentation. EQM-3 is another standard that we should be putting into play and that standard says, is there an implemented equine training and conditioning program that is specific to each equine Um, in the equine assisted activity or therapy at the center. So again, having that equine training checklist, you can build and customize the equine training and conditioning programs based off of where that horse is at in multiple aspects of their work life. So just a little incentive for you guys that are certified um, for putting into play and, and keeping using a horse training checklist is that there are standards that we should be following as instructors and centers that apply to keeping documentation, even though it's not the funnest thing to do. So um, let's talk about the first way that you can use an equine training checklist. So way number one is to evaluate horses while they are on trial at your program. So a lot of programs in the equine assisted activities and therapies industry bring horses in on trial for a certain period of time. Could be 30 days, 60, 90 days. And during that time, the horses are evaluated for suitability and fit for equine assisted activities and therapies. During that time you should be assessing the horse for their reaction to uh, working alongside volunteers and classes because most horses, unless they've come from another equine assisted activities and therapies center, they are not used to having a horse leader and sidewalkers by them supporting the rider that's up on their back. Um, The horses should also be assessed for the various mounts and dismounts that we're doing with them while we're getting our students up and down off the horses. They need to be assessed for how they react to ambulation devices like wheelchairs, crutches, canes. Um, They should be assessed for how they react to toys and common arena props that we use that are not as common in traditional lessons. So, you know, things like beanbags or basketballs or... um, kiddos riding backwards on the horses. So there's tons of different things that we need to be assessing these horses for on more than one occasion to make sure that the horses are a good fit for equine assisted activities and therapies. And hopefully during that trial period, you can figure out where the strengths and the weaknesses are at in that horse so that you can put them in a class type or a a therapy type that's best suited for that horse where they're going to be successful and hopefully pair them with students that align with the strengths and the weaknesses of the horse. So do you have a horse that's extremely tolerant of all the games and the props and everything that you use in classes? Um, or do you have a horse that is maybe really great for independent riders, but maybe just doesn't, you know, dig the full team of the horse leader and the sidewalker and a coach? So the assessment time for the horses that are on trial in your program is super important. And it's very important to document everything you're assessing the horse on. So one, you can prove they're a good figure for your program. And two, before you put that horse into a class with an actual student, you should have written proof of more than one occasion of the horse being successful and safe in those different situations that you are going to be asking that horse to work in. Um, So that's just a, a really great way to implement an equine training checklist is during that trial period of a new horse, whether it's a lease horse, a donated horse, or a purchase horse, you should be doing that initial assessment and training period. Um, That document, whether or not that horse is accepted permanently, should remain on file for that horse for the length of its time in your program. And if it's a horse that maybe doesn't make the cut and um, you don't end up keeping them in your program, you should still maintain that documentation for whatever your center's uh, paperwork retention policies are that very center by center and state by state so area number two that you can use an equine training checklist would be to do evaluations of current horses working in equine assisted activities and therapies so you can go off of that training checklist of the horse when it initially came into your program and then you can continue to build on that training checklist. So every three months, six months, a year, whatever you want to do, I would recommend more than a year for every check-in. Um, so you know, every three to six months, you should be assessing the horse on how they react to the different toys, the different props that you're using, the different mounts and dismounts, um, the different riding areas. So maybe it's a trail area versus an arena and how that horse is responding in those situations. Uh, One, you can track the progress of a horse. So maybe they've really improved in a certain area. Maybe they're able to accept new toys and props. Maybe they're getting a little grumpy with sidewalkers and coaches by them while they're supporting the riders. So doing check-in evaluations of your current horses is super important to do on a regular basis. And what regular means is kind of determined instructor or center by center. So keep those records on file and that should be a growing documentation for each horse. Way number three that you can use an equine uh, training checklist is to do assessments of horses coming back from break. I think most instructors or most programs take some type of lengthy break um, at some period in the year, whether it be a summer break, I know here in Arizona, we usually take a summer break because it's so darn hot outside, but in colder regions, someone might take a winter break. So anytime your equine is off of work for an extended period of time, um, whether it's season related, maybe it's just their turn to go be out on pasture for a few months and just be a horse and have a mental break time, um, or maybe they're on break An injury. Any time a horse comes back from an an extended break from working alongside you, they should have an assessment done because when a horse comes back from a break, they might react differently to the various things that they're exposed to, like the toys, the mounts and dismounts, volunteers. So don't assume that the same horse that went out to break um, or ended the season or, you know, is going to be the same horse that's coming back from break. So make sure you do an assessment on that horse before they start working again um, alongside you and with the students that they're working with. Um, So super important to track that. That's a really great way to shift What type of student might be a good pairing for that horse and what type of class format, um, you know, games, volunteers, whatever that horse's needs are at that time. So even though you might have had that horse for years, it's still important to do assessments after any type of break that they have. That's kind of an extended break. So, you know, maybe a month or so and they're coming back to work. Way number four that you can use an equine training checklist is to adjust a training and a schooling program for each horse. So a very common question I get is, how do I train and I school my horses on a regular basis? Well, a big piece of how I develop that training and schooling program is based off of that horse's training checklist that I keep on them. So if I know that one of my horses is really struggling with his walk halt walks with a horse leader and a full team that is something that we are going to train in school on a regular basis if i know one of my horses is struggling with walk trot transitions um, with an independent rider that's something that we're going to work on we're going to build that top line and build up that hind end and that's what we're going to be working on during their training and their schooling sessions outside of programs um, training and schooling programs as much as we would like them To be cookie cutter and like this is the black and white way of of what a schooling program should look like. We really can't do that because every horse is an individual and they all have their unique needs. So one horse might be super solid on toys and games and props and they might need schooled and desensitized with those you know, on a regular basis, but not super often. And then you might have to, you might have another horse in your barn where you need to school those games and those props on, you know, on every other day almost in order to keep them where they're mentally um, engaged and mentally sound for those types of things. So having your equine training checklist is a great way for you to see the strengths and the weaknesses of your horse and how that kind of changes over time and how you can adjust that horse's training and schooling program to build them up in their weak areas or maintain them in areas that they're already strong in. so taking a look at the training checklist that I've provided to you guys as a sample, the one that is available for download is just a sample document. So don't feel like you have to take this document as is. Take the pieces that are there, um, You know, maybe add some of the pieces that are in the list and put them in a document that you already have, and you can just maybe beef up an existing document. Or you could take the sample download document, change it up, and modify it to fit your needs as a program if you are a groundwork only program and you don't do any riding, take out all the riding components and the mount and the dismount components because you don't need them if you are a program that doesn't use any types of um, or you don't have students that have ambulation devices like wheelchairs or canes or crutches take those out if that's not a need for you so customize this document to meet your needs don't feel like you have to use everything in this document um, I have it here on my tablet and I have it pulled up. This is actually the Excel version. So I'm going to get try, try to get a not shiny version. This is the Excel version of the equine training checklist. And here on this side, uh, there's a whole bunch of different things that you can the horse off on. So say, for example, um, how the horse reacts to haltering, how it reacts to cross ties or fly spray or grooming. And from a wheelchair. So these are all the checklist items that um, I had as an equine director that I would have to constantly screen the horses through on a regular basis. And next to each of those items, there's a column to rate the horse on either poor, fair, good, or excellent. And under each column, I would suggest that you put a that that horse has achieved that activity so haltering for example and how they did with haltering were they really poor were they hard to catch and halter did they pull their head away were they grumpy and nipping at you or were they excellent did they put their head down and approach you and they were a willing participant in it um so put the date down initials down of who did that activity with the horse and try to get more than two people to assess the horse on that same skill because horses, as you guys probably know, react differently to different people. So you want to get kind of a wide read on this horse of how they act on average with multiple people. So you can go through all those items like haltering, cross ties, fly spray, rate the horse poor, fair, good, excellent. Um, I had the rule that if a horse is good or excellent, they are okay for that area to be used with a student, so haltering and fly spray. If they're good to excellent in that area, they're likely a safe bet to be used in a lesson with that skill or activity. If a horse is rated poor to fair in an activity, say maybe a basketball um, being shot off of their back into a hoop and they were rated poor or fair, that is something that you wouldn't want to incorporate into a lesson until that horse improves and is good to excellent on a consistent basis over several weeks with multiple people. And you need to track that improvement. Um, but horses that are rated in areas port fair on this equine training checklist, you can identify those areas easily and say, okay, this horse reacts poorly to basketballs or reacts fairly to basketballs. So over the next month, here's how we are going to school this horse to better accept a basketball for an adaptive riding program so that the students can can play basketball on their back Um, some horses too they may never get to a good or an excellent area in some areas so say for example the horse never gets to a good or an excellent area with a basketball being shot off of their back is that a make it or break it deal for the a reason for dismissal from the program or a reason for the horse to not be accepted Or is that something that thanks to your equine training checklist, you can just document that that is a a weakness for that horse. And that horse just should not be used in lessons that have involved in the activity. So this is a good way to cater and um, adapt around the strengths and the weaknesses of a horse and notify staff and notify instructors of those weak areas so that you can still work alongside those horses in multiple ways but not set that horse up for failure or an accident or put your student in an unsafe situation so, equine training checklists even though it's paperwork documentation not the funnest part of what we need to do as instructors um, It's still a very important part of what we need to do. And those of you that do instructor training, uh, like mentoring and coaching, I would highly recommend that you teach your instructors in training how to do equine training checklists. So what are the steps in assessing and training equines? How do you adapt that schooling program for that horse based off of the information you're getting from that checklist Um, why do you need to do a checklist and a training program and an assessment on a regular basis why do you need to assess horses that are currently in your program so there's lots of different um, reasons why you should be teaching your instructors and training how to use a tool like this what standards this applies to whether you're certified through path international or another organization um, another certifying organization might have similar standing standards regarding documentation in the area of screening, assessing, training and schooling of our equine coworkers. So I hope this was helpful information for you. Um, remember to check the links of either the Facebook, the YouTube or the podcast that you are watching or listening to for the link to the blog that has more detailed information about the equine training checklist and the free downloadable template for a sample equine training checklist. I have a PDF version and an Excel version for you guys. The Excel version is um, able to be edited in real time, or morphed to whatever needs you and your center might have. If you're looking for more information on instructor training, coaching and development, equine assisted therapies, um, and especially relating to teaching theory and techniques, check out my website, hooffallsandfootfalls.com, for more blogs and videos on topics like this one. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Please let me know if you have any questions or comments on this topic or other topics you have come across on my website or blog.